Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, show will good morning everybody y'all listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey man got a radio show <laughs> real glad about it too you know um i i um i hope that god always uh keeps me in the frame of frame of mind to try to be sharing and um try to be uh motivational and uplifting, even even when it's not uh felt or, or wanted by some people. I have people around me uh, who who seem to not benefit at all for anything, and I, I can sit with them and talk to them or take meetings with them to try to encourage them, and for whatever reason, you know, they want to just keep going the way they're going. Uh, when you run into people like that, uh, you have to pray for them. You have to just hope that one day uh, that they uh, release the chains on their mind and open up your mind to a new way of thinking. A couple of things I wanted to go over with you. I want you to all today, in terms of motivation, I want you to be aware of statements or old sayings that have been created that you hear over the course of time, and you may be applying them to your life, and I want you to be careful of some of them. Because some of these old sayings, man, are not designed for people who are dreamers, are not designed for people who have any aspirations of being extraordinary. These are not designs or or, or sayings that people who want to be extremely successful at anything or have high aspirations to put these sayings into your life. Let me give you an example. Statistics say, that's it. That's the one I want you to be careful about. Statistics say 
be very careful of stats. When a person says, you know, statistics say one out of every what? See, listen to me. These are things that sound like they're good, sound, solid advice, but they're setting you up for failure. And you can't adhere yourself to a lot of these sayings that's been passed down from generations. And it's not scripture. It it ain't in the scripture nowhere that statistics say. It's just some people. And a lot of people who have lost have come up with these sayings to justify why they keep losing or why they lost. When I was uh, first got started in the business, there were more stand-ups around now than it is today because the comedy boom in uh, 84, 85, was, um, uh, it was gaining a lot of momentum. Was comedy clubs, comedy nights everywhere. The statistic that a guy told me, I told him I wanted to be on the Johnny Carson show, the Tonight Show. The guy said one out of every 2,000 comedians ever make it to the Tonight Show. Okay. Now, when he told us that, some of the comedians in the room went, well, wow, man, that's oh, that's rough. Because a guy had also said that there was approximately 6,000 comedians in the country at that time. I don't know if it was true. I'm just telling you, guy was out there spewing numbers. I have no idea how many it was. But he said one in every 2,000 will make it to the Tonight Show. And he let the air out of everybody in the room but me. So every night before I went on stage, I used to do this right here. That was the Tonight theme song. I was young, opening act, nowhere near Hollywood. Didn't I was in Cleveland telling jokes at one-nighters, but that was my thing. Because I was bent and determined that if it's one in 2,000, okay, why don't I just be the one? Be careful when people say statistics say, because they are set up to for failure if you're going to adhere to them. See, that one in so many, it one in so many people win the lottery, but if you don't play the lottery, you ain't going to be the one to hit. Now, when the dude hits, you go, wow, he was lucky, but he played. Here's another one. Maybe it's not meant to be. All right, let's go one step further. I guess it wasn't the Lord's will. Don't you dare blame God for something you may have not done yourself. Because you didn't get the proper education, because you didn't do the things you were supposed to do, because you didn't stay to the task, because you quit, turned around and went the other way. Now, maybe it's not, it wasn't the Lord's will. These are all statements that sound like sound advice, but they ain't all the time got nothing to do with you. Stop letting these old, Fogey sayings get in your way of what can happen in your life. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Why? Who, who came up with this? Who came up with this? If you don't pour all your efforts into one thing, how are you going to be great at that one thing? If Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird had not played basketball sun up to sundown, Magic Johnson didn't go to uh, Michigan to get an education. 
Larry Bird ain't go to Indiana to get an education. These cats was balling. Michael Jordan didn't go to North Carolina to get an education. They went to play ball. They went to do one thing. Tiger Woods didn't go to Stanford to get an education. He went to play golf. Soon as he got good enough, he gone. These are guys that put all their eggs in one basket. See, what's, what's cool with putting all your eggs in one basket is you now can maximize your effort and laser beam what you're doing. Your problem is all you got to do is make sure what is your basket made out of. If your basket is made out of faith, hope, hard work, and belief, then guess what? That's a good basket. I'm dumping all mine in it. Because ever since I was a young dude, I've been telling jokes. One thing, one thing only. Even when it got ugly and I was living in a car, I never quit telling them jokes, man. I just kept believing that them jokes was going to pay me one day. And I'd be doggone if it didn't. I ain't take no time off, go work at the Walmart, give me a job, go back to Ford and beg for my job back. Hey, man, put all your eggs in a basket. Just make sure that your basket is made up of faith, hope, belief, hard work. Your, your basket woven by God, what you tripping for? You defeating yourself. Where is your faith? Where is your belief? Where is your trust? At one point in time, you got to believe that God could do what he say he going to do because he done done it for others. He'll most certainly do it for you. Be careful of these sayings that's out here that's aligned by losers and people to justify why they are not succeeding. Don't apply this stuff to your life and it ain't got nothing to do with you. You're going to mess yourself up. All right? Okay. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're about to start the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, he is here, the Earl of Ottingham, Earl. Hey, 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 how are thou today bringing you the Steve Harvey Morning Show? Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Uh, top of the morning to you, Cheerio, all of that. Tea and everything, crumpets. Good morning, yeah. Carla Farrell. Good morning, Duke. How are you, darling? Wonderful, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And now, <laughs> that damn junior. Good morning, Duke. You look absolutely stunning. I stunning. know it. <laughs> and of course, we cannot call you king because you're in England now. <laughs> the court gesture of prank phone calls. Ladies and gentlemen, left you, Tommy. Thank you, Duke. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, Duke. Wonderful, Duke wonderful. Beautiful day to be black in this country, isn't it? Donald oh. Trump is no longer president. We're doing wonderful things now. Absolutely. Yes, we are happy he uh-huh. is not the president. You got yes. that right, dude. Yes, yes. I said to hell with make America great again. Where are you trying to take it to? <laughs> it's the best it's ever been. <laughs> and if it ain't sugar, honey, iced tea, it's your fault. <laughs> Okay, Duke. <laughs> have, you, have you talked to the uh, Prince, Prince Harry and Meghan? 
I've talked to Prince. I support his move quite honorably. I would have gotten away to hell. Oh, you changed your, you've had a change of heart. Well, I've gotten away. I wouldn't have left. Right. I'm glad he left. I'll <laughs> never. <laughs> never what, leave. What? Never. <laughs> the hell would I leave the palace for? Someone's got to be there black somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> playing with the hounds. <laughs> do you play polo, Duke? Do you do all that? No. God, no. I take the hounds hunting. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. A hunter. And when no one's looking, I make the hounds chase white people. <laughs> oh, I call them off before anything happens, but I just want them to get the feeling. <laughs> know what it's like to have the hounds after you. It's all it is. I'm just having a wonderful time. I love your show, by the way. I just wanted to stop in this morning and say, Cherry L, carry on. Continue to be well. And nephew Tommy, you're doing wonderful with the pranks. And of course, your television show, I watch it all the time over there in England. Thank you, Duke. Yes, I want to be on the show once, though. I want to be one of the dates. What? What? The Duke? Wow. We didn't know you were Let a sister get her hands on a real L. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Toodles. All right, toodles to you, Duke. Uh, Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, Ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up next hour, NYC, that is New York City mayoral candidate Ray McGuire will be our special guest. We cannot wait to talk to him. But right now, it is time, yeah, for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This one is from Tanjula in Mississippi. Tanjula writes, I'm a 32-year-old professional woman by day, and at night, I'm an escort. I keep Mm. a low profile in my city and go to the neighboring city for my escort business. I've been dating a guy for almost three months, and he thinks I'm a schoolteacher and model because I met him at a casting call for models for a music video. I need my side gig to pay off my student loans. But I know this guy won't like it. Should I be honest with him or keep the lie going? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wait a minute. What? So she says she does what in the daytime? She's a professional woman, she says. She didn't say specifically. But at night. So she's an escort. Yeah, at mm-hmm. night. So uh-huh. what? What is? What is the lie she's trying to keep going? That she's an escort. That she's an escort. She wait has a minute. To, she's an escort to pay off her student loans. Steve. Well, wait a minute. How? How? How did he meet her? Um. It says she she met him. Um. She's been dating him. She he at thinks a she's a school teacher. She thinks he's a school teacher and a model because she met him at a casting call for models. Oh, so oh, for a music okay. video. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he didn't call the escort service and meet her. No, no sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he met her at the thing. So he think. Yeah, well, he doesn't know. Uh, the junk, the jello. <laughs> man. You say Oh, wait. Do do her name sound familiar to you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, ain't like her damn name was Denise, and I missed it. <laughs> Some advice. Don't get mad. Well, first of all, change your damn name. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gonna know who you are. 
Your name at the escort service or down at the school board. You, you, Tagula is very rare. So, I, look, look. Hey, look, young sister. You can't be so desperate to pay off your student loans that you'll do anything. Your reputation and your life forward after this is far more important than the present. And always understand that what you do in the dark today going to come out in the light tomorrow. And it may ruin an opportunity with a career move or a man. So if I were you, I would double think this escort service business. It's paying off student loans ain't that important. They got all types of things available because of COVID now with student loans. You need to go online and research some of this stuff. They got programs to help you pay off student loans. You ain't got to sell yourself to pay off no damn loan. Think about your life moving forward. You're 32. You're an attractive girl. So you think you should? She should be honest with him. No, hell no. <laughs> okay. Keep the lie no. going. Keep no. the lie going. <laughs> your job is doing the day. You're a professional woman. That's mm-hmm. your damn job. Do not tell this man you're an escort. Okay. Just no, get out the escort business. This ain't the time for the truth. Where y'all <laughs> keep getting this from? <laughs> That gets on your Damn. nerves. Man, all this truth y'all be trying uh, to tell. Too much honesty. No, nobody want to hear that. Dude, dude be liking you. Now you're going to tell him you're a damn escort. He ain't going to take you and meet his mama. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. So we're moving on. Uh, Ginger in Mobile, Alabama says, uh, my husband and I bought a, a town home in a part of town with a lot of young families. We're in our early 60s and downsized when we retired. The family's two doors down has a daughter that's a senior in high school, and she's got a boyfriend that's always around. Saturday, my husband and I saw this girl and her boyfriend making out in the car parked in front of our house. My husband is the type to mind his business, but not if it's in front of our house. Should we tell her parents about this? No, that ain't your business. You ain't never been in high Another school. Another truth before. moment. That ain't your damn Man. business. What, what is you talking about? Mind your damn business. Y'all don't want to move y'all old ass down there with all the young people. <laughs> now, if you should have stayed your ass where old people can't climb in back seats and do nothing. No, tell, tell her parents what? Stop. It ain't your business. Your husband is the type to mind his business. You should too. And what mm. good is telling it going to do? All they're going to do is go somewhere else and sneak. Yep. You can't raise that little girl. That ain't your business. Mm. The hell is you over here for? Because <laughs> they downsized. Downsized. Go to senior citizen home if you that damn old. <laughs> Candace and Philly, we're moving on. Candace in Philly says, my mother and my crazy aunt may be sharing a man. My aunt and my stepdad have an inappropriate friendship. My aunt introduced him to my mom, but I think they used to mess around before that. We all went to my aunt's house last month for a cookout, and my aunt was sitting on my stepdad's lap. I noticed her suddenly grinding on his lap, and when she realized I saw it, she jumped up. I told my mom what happened, and she said they like to joke around like that. How can my mom be so blonde? Because your wow. mama like jokes. <laughs> oh, no. She okay. said they joking around. Mm. Your mama probably laughing her ass off somewhere. Once again, if it, it this ain't your damn business. What is wrong <laughs> with these letters today? This, these grown-ass people, consulting adults, 
<laughs> your aunt was on her sister's husband's lap, grinding, yeah. Yeah. saw you and jumped up. Yeah. Now he had to stay seated. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious reasons. Yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out. Now, then you done already went and told your mama, and your mama told you they joke around like that. Your mama might already know what's going on. Your mama might be playing or something. Go Ooh. stay. Why is your young what, ass like in a this? murder? <laughs> See, that's right. See, the other people was too old to be in this, and now you too young to be in this. <laughs> Just the oh, worst damn CLO question we've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All these nosy ass people. So the bottom line, everybody mind your own business. Mind right. your damn business. <laughs> Write Coming in up- here about something about your life. <laughs> Coming up, uh, thank you, CLO. Coming up next, Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. New York City mayoral candidate Ray McGuire. Get used to hearing that name. Ray McGuire will be our special guest. We cannot wait to talk to him. That is coming up. But right now, it is time for the nephew and run that prank back. What you got for us, Neff? We need to borrow a casket. Can we use your casket? Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, you. going through a little something. <laughs> Can you let me use your casket till I get on my feet? Come on. Let's go, cat dog. Wow. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I'm trying to reach Vicky. This is Vicky. Hey, Vicky, how you doing? Are, are you the um? Are you the niece of 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 uh? uh the, I think it's ain't ain't is ain't your aunt? Yes. Okay. And your your now your aunt passed away. How many how many years ago your aunt passed? It was about five years ago. Okay, listen, I'm over here at the funeral home. Uh, my 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 sister just passed away, and they gave me your phone number. Did did you guys? We're going through a little bit of a situation here. Did you guys aren't have you know your aunt was a heavy set woman? Is that right? Yes, she was. Okay, now they had to. Did did they have to put her in a in a? Did they have a villa a special casket for her? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what we're kind of going through with my sister. We ordered a uh, a special casket for 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 my sister, and uh, I'm assuming this is the same thing that you guys went through. I've called several of her her children, but I wasn't able to get in touch with anybody. But the, the funeral home actually had your name on file as well, so they gave me your number where I would be able to talk to you. Is, is that is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. You can speak to me, but you know what seems to be the problem. Well, listen. Uh, we we the, the the funeral is actually in two days. Okay. And we ordered one of those special caskets, but it doesn't look like it's going to be in for another week. So you know, it's almost like we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna have a casket for her. Um, you know, for the funeral. And okay. you know, the, like I said, the funeral home told us about you know that you guys were the last ones that ordered a, a casket of that size. And, you know, me and the rest of the family has been, you know, we've been trying to figure out what to do and what to do. Do you think it's any way possible we can borrow the casket that your ain't is in? And then when the casket comes in that we ordered, we can put her in that casket and put her back down to rest like she's always been. Do you think that's what? possible? Excuse me? Hello? Hello? Excuse me, could you repeat yourself? What exactly are you asking me? Well, what I'm saying is, do you think we can borrow your ain't casket? 
because, you know, the funeral is in two days and the casket is not going to be in in order for us to be able to bury her in a in a casket for, the, you know, to accommodate her size. That's what I'm asking. What kind of is this you're talking about? First of all, who is this? Okay, uh, no, my name is Larry. Uh, like I say, my name is Larry. I got you. I got you guys. Like I say, I tried to call some of her kids, but nobody ever picked up when I called. Okay, well, and, but well, they said yeah, that they he, had uh, her niece's number on file too. You, you are her niece, Vicky, right? Yes, I am. Okay, well, th- th- that's what I'm saying. Do you think that maybe you can talk to the children and see if we can maybe use that particular casket? Okay, wait a minute. What the f- talking about? This some. First of all, who who is this? You you got to be losing your mind if you think I'm going to let you dig up my auntie for just to bury your sister. Yeah, but you know, I, yeah, your I understand Deal where you're coming it. from, but what I'm trying to say is that we don't have a casket big enough, and they was, they they let us know that you guys were the last ones that had a, a casket that, you know. What they got to do with us? That's your sister. Figure it out. Have you lost your no, no. Well, okay, first of all, what I'm trying to do is this. The family been grieving pretty hard, and I just wanted to make sure that the funeral would be right. And it ain't going to be right if we don't have... That be? We, we don't, How do you think we, my family going to feel digging my any up? You lost your... Man, they don't call me with this... Who is the... The funeral home that gave you my... Number to ask me to use the casket so you can bury your sister? Who is the name of that person? I can't remember, but it it was... It was the guy, the funeral director let me know that you guys had went through a situation where you had to bury your your your, your aunt. Like I said, and I tried what, to call. And what's your name again? My my name is Larry. Okay, Larry, this is a, this is a, a stupid. I don't know what give you my phone number to call me asking you this dumb. Can you believe this? They call here asking me so can they dig up a so they can bury their sister? It's not is would y'all show some sympathy and some love for what me yeah. and my family going through because we don't have a casket. Like I say, my sister my sister was a was you know was a is a heaven was a heaven hey, woman. That's all fine and good. You know, my condolences go out to you and your family. You know, I'm trying to be as reserved as I can with this whole situation. But do you understand what kind of stupid <laughs> you're asking me right now to actually dig up my aunt who was already who's been in the ground for five years to bury your sister? I need to tell you something else. Are you listening? What the f- to tell me? I want to tell you this. This 
is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Vicky, your sister Sheila got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister Sheila got me to prank phone call you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, you got me over here all worked up. I, I'm gonna keep she play too much. She ain't got to. Vicky, I got one more thing to ask you, baby. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show for y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the nerve of some people. I mean, we talking about what? a casket for a few days, you know. The nerve of yes. you. <laughs> but good, good, good caskets are hard to find. You know this. No, they ain't. No, no they're not. No, they're not. Well, big caskets. Big caskets are well, hard. Well, if you to think find. big caskets is hard to find, it's even harder to find somebody gonna let you dig their people up. It's just temporarily, huh? I mean, good God. I'm not asking for money. All right, nephew. Uh, whatever. Coming up at the top of the hour. Entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, today in entertainment news, June is Black Music Month. It is upon us. Mm. And Carla is here with today's music news. What you got, Carla? All right, let's talk about Mary J. Blige. She mm-hmm. dropped a trailer yesterday to promote her upcoming documentary about the iconic album, My Life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me just say this. All of you all that are Mary J. Blige fans like yep. I am, we cannot wait <laughs> for this documentary. This was the album, My Life. This was the album. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about what's the 411, mm-hmm. Mary J. My life, every cut on there was the jam. So she is releasing this for her fans. So we can't wait for the documentary. We also, also have to give a shout out to Mary J. Blige. She was inducted into the Walk of Fame at the Apollo Theater on Friday. So congratulations, Mary. Love us some Mary J. Woo! I can't wait for this documentary. Also, music news, Megan Thee Stallion, baby. they all lead nominees and nominations for the BET Awards. It's going down when? June 27th. Cardi B and Drake is up in that piece as well with five nominations apiece. BET Awards 2021, June 27th, okay. 8 p.m. on BET. Now, it was previously announced mm-hmm. that it will have a live audience at the BET Awards. What? So, as opposed to last year, you yeah. know, the virtual format. Right. So we shall see. It'll be interesting to check it out. Can't wait. Seems like award shows are back. So the BET yeah. Awards. And that's that. That's yeah. what I have for music news. Yeah. In other entertainment news, on the first episode of the latest season of LeBron James, The Shop, uninterrupted, uh, Jay-Z revealed just what an impact the birth of his daughter, Blue Ivy, had on him. Would you say, Steve? Yeah, yeah, he did a cold story about following DMX. It was very good, funny. Yeah. Oh, Jay-Z. Oh, 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 okay. Uh-huh. Well, well, this one's cute. This one's a cute story. Uh, on, the, on the show, he shared that he didn't learn how to swim until Blue was born. And why, you ask? Well, for Jay-Z, it was a shift in perspective. If she ever fell into the water and I couldn't get her, I couldn't even fathom the thought. 
He also says that his accomplishments are no big deal to uh, Blue, telling the story of when he received his nomination to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in February. He says he told her, this ain't no celebration. And yo, give me a kiss. I'm in the Hall of Fame. He says, she just said, bye, Dad. <laughs> Not bye, Dad. <laughs> bye, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Plan to go do. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Blue right. Ivy got a Grammy. She's like, bye. Yeah, yeah, bye, Dad. So, so now you can tell the DMX story. Go ahead. We have time. Yeah, no, what happened? I mean, no, I mean, it's it's online. It's better if he tell it. I just like yeah. the way he told the story. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. okay. We'll check it out. Well, he's not here. <laughs> well, he ain't here. We got thirty seconds, so we ain't telling the story, sure. <laughs> Attitude. Why'd you bring you know, it up? <laughs> well, because I thought that's where you was going with it. I didn't know. I, I didn't hear the whole interview. We the Blue us. Ivy story that was cute. Yeah, I told you. you. But you like cute stuff. It was cute. Yeah. We like ignorant stuff on this show. <laughs> you like cute stuff. <laughs> well, like Blue Ivy told her dad, "I'm gonna tell you, bye, Steve." Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm used it, to that. <laughs> it's time for headlines. Go ahead. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> now. Nah. You said Ladies bye, Steve. and gentlemen, it is time for our headlines. <laughs> Please welcome Miss Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you very much. Well, as promised, President Biden visited Tulsa, Oklahoma yesterday. He spoke clearly as he mourned one of the worst acts of racist murder in the U.S. history, the massacre 100 years ago of some 300 black men, women, and children in what was then called Black Wall Street. The history of what took place here was told in silence, cloaked in darkness. But just because history is silent, it doesn't mean that it did not take place. And social studies teachers never taught it or any of the massacres. Some 1,200 black-owned homes businesses were looted and then burned to the ground by vicious, jealous white mobs, mobsters. Uh, the victims' insurance claims were denied, so over 10,000 residents were left destitute and homeless and placed in internment camps. The president says, quote, literal hell was unleashed on that neighborhood. By the way, the destruction of Black Wall Street was not the first or the last massacre of upwardly mobile black Americans in this country. There were two a dozen at least others, including Rosewood, Florida and Wilmington, North Carolina. And the object was always the same, to keep African-Americans living conditions below that of even the lowest and dumbest whites. The usual reason used, some black man supposedly assaulted a white woman, which was usually, if not always, a lie. I have a map marking many of the mass murder sites on my Facebook page. Check it out. One that's not on the map, though, was the massacre in the town of Ponce in Puerto Rico on March 21st, 1937, where police shot peaceful protesters there, killing 19 and injuring over 200. On another matter, the president's still hoping to work out a deal with the Republicans on infrastructure. Mr. Biden's scheduled to get together later today with West Virginia Republican Shelley Moore Capito. And last look, the Democrats wanted $1.7 bucks to fix the nation's roads and uh, bridges. Republicans, though, offering only $928 billion with a B dollars. A man who works for CNN, who works security for its broadcast in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, has filed a civil rights lawsuit against two white Minnesota state patrol officers, one male, one female, who arrested him and held him for 20 hours. Michael Cooper is black. He says he was standing among a bunch of other credited news crews when he and the only Hispanic, Omar Jimenez, were arrested. None of the white news crew members was taken into custody. He wants a jury trial and monetary damages. And get this, are you listening? Sit down. According to a business insider story, Donald Trump is telling friends he's going to be reinstated as president in August. Pro-Trumpers like that MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, have been pushing this new baseless claim for months. The New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman says Trump's been telling friends he will be a sitting president in a couple of months. 
even though that's not how things work in this country. And finally, wind is coming back. The Atlantic hurricane season officially started yesterday. Meteorologists are predicting as many as 20 named storms between now and the end of November. Oh, poo. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody. Our distinguished guest this morning is one of the highest ranking and longest serving African-American business executives on Wall Street. He broke barriers by throwing open the doors of all white Wall Street boardrooms and rose to the top of his profession while mentoring the next generation of leaders. And last October, he announced that he was running for the mayor of New York City and he pledged to lead the city into its greatest and most inclusive comeback in history. Uh, I'm going to introduce him to y'all. I've known him for years. This is a personal friend of mine. Uh, I got him on the show because I'm vouching for him and giving him my 100% support because I know who this man really is. Please welcome to the show New York City mayoral candidate, uh, Mr. Ray McGuire. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Look at this, the Steve Harvey family. I'm live now, y'all. Listen, this is it. This is it. Bro, you you fully lit now. Understand that. I'm saying, man, ain't nobody going to believe this from where I come from, man. They won't believe this, okay? Yeah. And speaking of that, because you from Dayton, Ohio, four and a half miles south of Cleveland, man. I've been knowing you for a long time, man. You was raised by a single mother. Graduated from Harvard University with your degree, and then you got an MBA. Made wow. you the first person in your family to earn a degree. What motivated you, Ray McGuire, to excel? You know, Steve, you talked about my mother. My single mother raised me and my two brothers, along with my grandparents. And we had half a dozen foster children, siblings, in our home at any point in time. And I can remember my mother raising, uh, you know, working three jobs at any point in time so she could make the ends meet and she had to debate whether or not she's going to put food on the table or pay the gas and electric bill or tithes and offering in the church. And what motivated me was the only thing we had, the only way out was education. Well, it was prayer. You know, this has been a walk of faith from the start. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had to go to school and I had to go to church. Mm. That's it. I mean, that, that combination, <laughs> pretty potent combination right there, don't you, you know? Hey, man, man, I got to tell you, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. I got to tell you, man, the, the um, in that combination, I can remember my grandfather who, who, you know, got a third grade education and learned to read by reading the Bible. I can remember when I came home, actually when I got into Harvard, and then, important, when I came home from Harvard, and the first time I ever saw that black man shed a tear was when I showed him that degree from Harvard. Man, can you imagine all those wow. years, all those years? Right. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 that's the type of thing that pushes you. Hey, Ray, hold on one second, man. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of the new mayoral candidate for the fabulous city of New York, New York City, future mayor Ray McGuire, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, we're back, everybody. And we're talking to one of the mayoral candidates to become the next mayor of uh, New York City, Ray McGuire. Now, Ray, I've been I've been knowing you for a long time, and so now we're running for the mayor of New York City. You got a specific plan to renew small businesses, to help unemployment, housing, 
public safety, education, the arts. Let's talk about what everybody is calling the Ray McGuire comeback plan for New York City. Tell us about it. Yeah, I call it the, the, the greatest, most inclusive, and I say most inclusive by design, economic comeback plan in the history of New York City. What's behind that is we, New York has been hit hard, right? I got five or 600,000 people out of work. If I look at the unemployment rate in New York, it's two times the national average, right? And so New York has been hit bad. Go, it's all go big, go small, go forward, go big. It's fixing infrastructure. It is, you know, affordable housing. It is fixing the sewage mains and the fractured bridges. Yeah, it's getting me and a half New Yorkers, many of us, many of whom look like us, who don't have broadband or access to tablets. And it's also addressing the 100-year flood that comes every five years. Okay, go small. Just focus on those small businesses. 50,000 jobs in the small businesses. Because small businesses represent half New York's workforce. And so we got to focus on that. And I got a whole menu about how I'm going to go and fix the small businesses, invest in the small businesses, and cut the bureaucracy. But the thing that's going to hit big is what I'm going to do going forward. Go big, go small, go forward. And go forward, it's got to be focused on MWBEs, the minority and women-owned, black and brown-owned businesses. And what my view is there is that we've been outside for so long that when they give us crumbs, they want us to feel full. I'm not interested in the crumbs. Matter of fact, I ain't interested in the cake. I want us to own the bakeries. And so we got to be focused on that, right? That's what we got to be focused on. we got to be focused on the future, technology. You know, it's important to get that type of support because the people who you have named, referenced, came up the same way I did. And they came up from the bottom. And so to get that kind of endorsement, and there have been others from the bottom who have less name recognition. I will give you uh, Sean Bell's mother, Valerie Bell. Or Gwen Carr, Eric Garner's mother. Or Robert Rodriguez, who represents East Harlem. I go through the list of people, and these people are on the ground. Some people have risen from the bottom and gotten to the top of whatever it is they're doing. Jay and Nas and Diddy and Stout. Valerie clearly is a distinguished personality. And, I mean, just a distinguished talent and a huge public servant. And I look at those people, I look at the other people who stepped up. This is all about what takes place when you call the common man. It's me. It's you. It is the people, right? This is all about that. What this journey is about is making certain that, as my words say, the least of these get representation. Hey, Ray, I'm going to give you one last thing to say, man. What's one thing you want to leave our listeners with this morning? Listen, uh, this ain't about me. This is about we. We got one shot to get this right. And we need to come together now in order for our best days to be ahead of us and not behind us. And so this has been a walk of faith. I need the support. Then go to rayformmayor.com. But Steve, coming from you and your crew and all that you all represent, you all represent excellence. You all have made it against the highest level of scrutiny, against the most difficult odds. And those of us who are fortunate and blessed to be inspired by you every morning, should recognize that you're a gift from on high. And I am honored to speak with you, to be with you. I've admired the show. I've laughed with the show. I don't want y'all to call me up and prank me. Although, I, you know, I get that's, through that's that. Gonna, that's going to happen, though, Mr. Ray. That's I, know, Mr. I know, I know, I know, nephew. I know you can't help yourself. He gets in office. I know you can't help yourself. I understand that. I know I can listen. I got enough words to curse you out, okay? I know how to get that done when you talk to me, okay? That's right. Rayformayor.com. <laughs> <laughs>
Old yeah. school style, okay? Old, you're going you to hear some words you thought you forgot. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, everybody. Uh, if you want to learn more and you want to help him out, it's rayformayor.com. Ray McGuire, we love you, man. Much love. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Wow, he sounds like a great candidate. I look to hear more from him. Coming up next, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, I married a social media thought. It is not what you think. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? I got Mr. Reggie. Mr. Reggie. Why Why Mr. are you Reggie? pranking Reggie? Uh, this is Mr. Reggie. Let's go. Take a listen. You'll see. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, uh, Davion. This is Davion. Um, who's calling? How you doing, man? This is Mr. Reggie. Mr. Reggie? Have you heard of me before? No, you don't crack the, ring the bell or not. I'm a friend of your of your mother's. I'm a friend of Yolanda's. You're a friend of my mother's? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Reggie. She's never, she's never <laughs> mentioned me before? No, is she okay? Everything cool? Oh no, no, no. Your mom is good. Let me okay. let me tell you what's happening. So you you're getting ready to graduate. You're going to get your master's, right? Yeah, I'm getting my MBA. Okay. First of all, let me just say congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. Uh, your Thanks mom been much. telling me about the whole journey. You know, from from undergrad to to getting your uh, you know you're getting your master's in business. So I I just want to commend you and say congratulations. All right, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But your mom ain't never she ain't never mentioned Mr. Reggie to you, huh? No, sorry, bro. Okay. I got a little of a situation that we got here, man. I, You know, I've been seeing your mom for probably, you know, five, six years now. And, and really? I, I just, that, yeah, yeah. So it kind of puzzles me that, that she never brought okay. up Mr. Reggie to you. No, no. She never brought up the name Mr. Reggie, you know. I didn't even know she was dating, to be honest with you. Okay, so when you started undergrad, I'm the person that, you know, stepped up and gave your mom some money so she could put you through school. You know, I, I I knew she needed some money to get you through school. It started out, you know, like, I guess, around your freshman year. So I, I stepped up and, you know, helped your mom out. Man, this is bugged out, bro, because, hold on. You telling me you gave my mother the money because she told me she got a couple extra jobs on the side to get the money to pay for school. I, I'm, I'm the person that stepped up and through your undergrad, I'm the one gave your mom the money so you can go to school. And I knew when you graduated from undergrad, and then she came back, told me you getting ready to do grad school, and I stepped up some more. Here's what I'm getting at, man. I'm not even calling yeah. you. Mr. Reggie, Mr. Reggie ain't calling like, you. Like, what, you want me to give you some money when I get a job? No, 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 no young what, brother, what no. What are you calling me about? It's, okay. Nothing like that. So here's the deal, man. I didn't gave your mom all this money for six years now. Here it is now. You finna okay. graduate. And now that you finna graduate, she called herself wanting to break up with me. So, well, bro, so, I mean, I don't know nothing about that. That's between y'all, bro. I mean, what nah, you want me to do? What I, like, want I you never to even do, heard your name before, so I mean. And I understand that, but what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is this right here. I would like for you to at least call your mama and say something to her on my behalf because, you know, come on, man, I didn't put six years in, put you all the way through school, and now Hey, what you want me to say on walk- your behalf? I, I really don't, I mean, I don't know you. I mean, I, like, what do you want me to say on your behalf? But you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, Davion. Mr. Reggie didn't stuck his neck out for you for the last six years. You see what I'm saying? Listen, man, I don't even know you. You calling me out the blue talking about you gave my mama some money and been with her for five years. 
I don't know you. I never heard your name. Never heard of Mr. Reggie. I and you just called me out the blue. This is some trippy shit right now, man. Okay, okay. Like, and for I, real. And I understand, I understand like, like, it, but I'll... Like, look, look, look stalker, stalker shit. You call your, uh, your ex-girl's son? Like, come on, is, man. This is some shit. Nah, hold on, hold on. This ain't no ex-girl. We... I, we've been cool. You just up said y'all last, broke up. That's, that means y'all that, up, up to up to last week. Up to last week, I didn't pay for you to go to school six years. Now here it is. She want to break up with me. I, I, I don't I just, know nothing about that, man. Like I don't know why y'all broke up. I don't know nothing about that. Maybe and then you called me out the blue and I don't even know you. She never mentioned you. Hey, well, at least you can, him, at least bro. you can do is call on my behalf and say, "Hey, what's I going on with you?" On nobody's behalf. I don't know who you are. I'm the you. person. I'm the person that put your little ass through school. Hey, the checks that went to the school had my mama's name on them, not no damn Mr. Reggie. So, hey, bro, I'm sorry. It is okay. what it is. Okay. No, it ain't no is what it is. I done put your little ass through school. Now your mama want to run out on me. Now, don't want to date me no more. That's some bullshit right there, man. And you need to have a little respect for somebody that done took care of your little respect? ass. I don't even know you. What are you talking about? Took care of me. I don't even know your guy. Who are you, Mr. Reggie? What kind of name is that? You usually go by your last name, Reggie. People go by my Mr. first name. My first name is my first name is Reginald. People call me Mr. Reggie, and you gonna do the same? Nah, I just call you Reg, man. Come on, Reg. I'm I'm good. Like I don't know what's okay, going let, on. Okay, let me let me say this here. All I'm pay, asking for, you, it, but you need to call her and take care of this yourself. Leave me out this. Sorry, brother. Now, 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 look here. You owe me a little respect, and you owe me at least, you know, whatever I'm asking you to do. I, don't, I, I ain't asking you for no money. I don't know who the f*** you are. You calling me, talking about, call my mama you used to date. I don't know who the f*** you are. You talking about I owe you some respect. Are you crazy? How am I supposed okay. to you get my number anyway? You, you going to my I, mama's I, phone? I been had your number. I been had your number. And this the first Hell, I time didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on your little ass. I've been had your money. Well, how, come you didn't, how come you ain't come to the undergrad graduation? What I need to come to that for? I did my job. I took care of your little ass. Man, you ain't take care of shit, man. You need to get the on off my phone, bro. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm finna go by your mama house. I'm finna go by there, and you know what? I'm finna deal with her ass today, my damn self. Look, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can, but if I hear about you going by my mother's house, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm going to whoop what? your mother ass. You're going to get your ass whooped by somebody with an MBA. Must be ass. I'm going to you up if I hear you went by my mother's house. I don't Is know you listening to me? Mr. Red. No, I ain't listening to you. I don't know nothing about you. Once I get off this phone, I'm going to call and ask about some Mr. Reggie. But if I hear you went it, by there, I'm going to you up. I'm going by your mama's house because you ain't going to just break up me after six years after I done put the little boy through school. Well, that's what the you get for being a sucker. It sound like you a, a victim or a monster. I know the or f- you ain't sitting here calling me no sucker. You sound like a sucker. God, let me hear you went by there. It's gonna be a problem. There's gonna be some smoke in the city. What about uh? What about Jarvis? Jarvis. What Jarvis got to do with this? Jarvis will f- you up too. You go by there. He grew up with my mother. How you know Jarvis anyway? Because Jarvis called me. He told me to call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy Jarvis. What? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold the <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jarvis told you to call and say, you can do f- my mother and pay my way through college. Hey, no, I'm about to f- Jarvis up for this one. <laughs>
This is Tommy, baby. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy Jarvis got me to prank you, man. He said, man, my boyfriend, he graduated, he getting his MBA. He said, you got to do it, Mr. Tommy. I said, all right, all right, tell me all about him. So I came up with this little story. He said, oh, my God. He said, man, his mama is his heart, man. He said, That's his heart. I said, all right, cool. That's what we're going with. Man, you got, got man, baby. You know, <laughs> my grandmother always said, don't be friends with a name, Jarvis. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to give it to me, baby. Give it to me right. Mr. MBA, you finna get your, your paper in the next week or so. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey in the morning show. <laughs> Boy. Mr. Reggie. Go ahead, Mr. Reggie. <laughs> like Reggie was the pranker. <laughs> yeah. You let me hear Mr. about you going by my mama's house, Reggie. <laughs> I'm going to blank you up. What it's going to be some smoke in the city. I'm like, Mr. Oh, Reggie. You're going to get beat up by somebody with an MBA. Must be ass. Yes. You called him a sucker. Uh-huh. A sucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, nephew. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hey, what? It's June. What is it? It's June the 2nd. 2nd. Uh-huh. June the 2nd. Going to, going to Tampa, 25th, 26th, 27th. Sold out Tampa. Y'all hold tight. I'm going to make a couple phone calls. We're going to add a couple more. How about that? It's getting oh. good out there. Oh, yeah. Why not? It's getting good. I'm back on stage. Okay. You don't understand. I am back, and I ain't leaving ever again. All right, nephew. Well, thank you for that. Coming up, a strawberry letter subject. I married a social media thought. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, you know the drill. Submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Could be Buckle up. You never know. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, I married a social media thought, okay? (laughs) Dear Stephen Shirley, I really hope you can help. I am 41, and my husband is 43 years old. We've been together for a total of 13 years and married for 10. Throughout our relationship, there have been situations where my husband was getting attention from lots of different women and entertaining them on the side. This is all before social media got amped up. I would notice him buying new clothes or working out more, and I just knew some women, uh, some woman must have complimented him or told him he had nice arms or something. He has always been thirsty for attention, and my mother tells him he's a big flirt. Within the past four years, he joined three social media apps, and just and he justified it by saying Facebook was to keep up with his old friends. Instagram was to get news alerts and sports news, and Twitter was to keep up with our former president. Uh, and from the very beginning, I knew I was going to have problems if he was able to connect with females through these apps. He went from posting uh, for self posing for selfies to having photo shoots with me taking pictures of him no matter where we were. I jokingly asked him to get in the pictures with him and he always tells me next time my male co-worker has an instagram account and i asked him if he follows my husband's account he said he unfollowed him because of all the stuff he posts i look at it looked at his page and he's got pictures of himself shirtless pictures of himself flexing and muscle shirts and a whole lot of selfies he looks like a thought 
that's single and ready to mingle. I joined Instagram without him knowing, so now I see what he posts every day. I told him that he's doing way too much on social media. He said what he's doing is fun and harmless. Is this normal for a man or not? Hmm. <sighs> well, um... <clears throat> Okay, it is rare. I have to agree with you that men are our thoughts on Instagram. So, uh, no, this is not normal. Uh, you see female influencers, you see female models all the time, but uh, men, not so much. And for someone like your husband, who you say loves attention, this is a perfect vehicle for him. He can get the likes from all over the world several times a day. And uh, this is the problem. You, his wife, had to have to live with his newfound fame every day. I mean, you know, you said he was cheating before. Well, he's brand new now. It's all about him, and he's caught up. I mean, he doesn't even want you to take pictures with him. You could take pictures of him, but not with him. Uh, you're his wife, so, you know, there's a problem right there. In his mind, a picture with you would probably be blocking, you know, all the tension he's getting. Uh, your attention. Your mother sees. Your mother sees it. She says he's a big flirt, and uh, yes, that's what he's doing on social media. He's letting the ladies slide into his DMs, comment on his posts, and follow him. All of that. Now, does he need that much validation? Does he? Uh, how insecure and narcissistic is this man you married? I mean, not too many grown men have time or money to do all this that he's doing photo shoots and stuff, selfies all the time. Uh, your marriage is in trouble. It, it is uh, because your husband is immature and his attention is elsewhere and it's not on you. And, and you recognize that problem. You got to tell him, you know, this is not fun. It is not harmless. It's very harmful to you. Uh, you know, that's what he thinks, but that's not it. It's hurting you and you need to let him know. He's a grown man. He needs to be off Instagram posing, you know, and paying attention to you and his marriage. Steve? You know, this letter right here, I, I just want to help you out, sister, with your words. I've diagnosed this entire letter. Dear Stephen Shirley, I hope you can help. I'm 41. My husband's 43. Been together 13 years. Married 10. Throughout our relationship, there have been situations where my husband was getting attention from lots of different women and entertaining them on the side. What do you mean by entertaining them? And you know this? And you've been going along with it, calling it entertaining? That's what you called it. Okay, all right, lady. This was all before social media got amped up. I'd notice him buying new clothes or working out more and just some woman must have complimented him or told him he had nice arms or something. He's always been thirsty for attention, and my mother tells him he's a big flirt. Now, let me ask you a question. How does your mama know that your husband is a big flirt? I mean, hold on, lady. If you can't keep it from your mother-in-law, you ain't even trying. How is your mother-in-law diagnosing your husband for you? Like all of a sudden, your mama bringing you some brand new news. Lady, you in denial. Within the past four years, he's joined three social media apps. 
He's justified by saying Facebook was to keep up with his old friends. Instagram was to get news alerts and sports news. And Twitter was to keep up with our former president. What? Okay, Facebook to keep up with old friends. Got that. That's common. But don't no damn body get on Instagram to get news alerts and sports news. That ain't even what Instagram is about. Right. So how you fell for that? You stupid. <laughs> and then he got on Twitter to keep up with our former president. What? <laughs> he don't have a Twitter account. Hang on. We'll have part two of your Ooh, response. Oh, you stupid. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, I'm married to social media thought. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's <laughs> let's recap today's oh, Strawberry I so Letter. Much to say. I right, know. I married Lady been married to this thought. man for 30, 13 years. Had trouble throughout the relationships, been in situations, your husband getting attention from lots of different women and entertaining them on the side. So you want to call it entertaining them on the side. So he's had women on the side and you know about it, but you've not called it cheating. You're calling it entertaining them on the side. Okay, that's nice. Uh, This was all before social media got up and then... um, you knew someone was complimenting about his nice arms and stuff. And he's always been thirsty for attention. My mother told him he's a big flirt. And my question was, how does your mama know that your husband is a big flirt? Because if you can't hide that from your mother-in-law, you ain't even trying. So your mother-in-law's done diagnosed your marriage for you. And you acting like it's brand new news. Now, he done got on Facebook to keep up with his old friend. Instagram to get news alerts and sports news, and Twitter to keep up with our former president. Like I said before, keeping up with old friends on Facebook, that's common. Okay. But don't nobody go on IG for news alerts and sports. (laughs) That ain't... I don't know if you're familiar with They got this thing out now called Sports Center that Hmm. really tells you everything you need to know. They got an app that breaks the news for you. So you believe it. And then... He asked a Twitter to keep up with our former president. I don't know how smart you are, but Twitter has banned Donald Trump. He don't have a Twitter account. So how you fail for this is beyond me. From the very beginning, I knew I was going to have a problem if he was able to connect with females through these apps. He went from posing uh, with selfies to taking photo shoots with me taking pictures of him no matter where we were. I jokingly ask him to get in the pictures, and he always tells me next time, excuse me, why are you joking? What What's funny about this to you? And secondly, why are you the photographer? I, I don't understand. Exactly. He got you taking pictures of him everywhere he go, and you know he going to post them, but you taking the damn pictures. Yeah. You in on the crime. Mm-hmm. You're aiding and abetting. You assisting. You in the car with the robbery. She can't even take a picture with him. Because he done told you next time. <laughs> now, here's the next Every one. Time. My male co-worker has an Instagram account, and I asked him if he follows my husband's account. He said he unfollowed him because of stuff he posts. Now, I'm going to give you two reasons he told you this. Because, number one, he don't like men who take manhole shots. These are called manhole shots. 
And we ain't on Instagram looking at men taking manhole shots. Mm And then secondly, I got some new news for you in case you didn't know this, because you obviously don't know a lot of stuff. Your co-worker like you. Exactly. Mm. Your, your co-worker got feelings for you. So now he trying to drop some knowledge on you, because obviously you ain't that swift. So I didn't quit following your husband because of stuff he posts. I looked at his page, and he's got pictures of himself shirtless, pictures of him flexing in muscle shirts, and a whole lot of selfies. He looks like a thought that's single and ready to mingle. Keep that line in mind. I joined Instagram without him knowing, so now I see what he posts every day. I told him he's doing way too much on social media. He says he's what he's doing is farm, fun, and harmless. Is this normal for a man or not? Let me answer that question first. Hell no, it ain't normal. <laughs> no. The only friend I got that takes his shirt off on IG is Kevin Hart. And as <laughs> soon as I get his body, as soon as I get Kevin Hart's body in good. adult size, I'm taking mine off too. Not <laughs> adult size. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But Kevin make money because he into fitness. So now let me take you, let me teach you something. Remember this about men. When he say he's just doing it for fun and it's harmless, Remember this about men. We don't do anything. We don't do nothing without a reason or a purpose. And you provided the reason or the purpose in the letter yourself. Because he's looking like a thought that's single and ready to mingle. You said that. Now, if it's fun and harmless, then what are you doing it for? See, what is the purpose and the reason if you say it's for fun, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening to you. See, is he doing it just to read the comments? You need to read them comments because that's what he yeah. doing it for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want you. Da, 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 da. See, he know who, who's DM to slide in. Mm-hmm. See, that, that, that's, you need to read these comments. If he doing it for fun and it's harmless, and remember, men don't do nothing without a reason or a purpose. Everything we do, got every woman that's got a man know I'm telling the truth. We don't do nothing for fun and harmlessness. Right. That ain't what we right. do. Mm. I'm letting, let me just play something else. Yo, mama know why he doing it. Because uh, he a big-ass uh, flirt. She's smart. She certainly knows. Now, he's either going to stop or you going to leave. And let him take a little big-ass arm somewhere else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop it right there, Steve. Uh, thank you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Okay, Shirley, but first, let me remind everybody, it is race week. Race week, we are three days away from June 5th. The Curious Hope 5K Fun Walk and 5K Run will be happening in Dallas, Texas, at the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge. And then also, after the race, 
I didn't put together a day party for everybody to come relax so just for you Early running. Here, so, boy. Yeah, man, we're gonna have jazz, man, and a tribute to Prince. Cause you know his birthday is on June 7th. So we got a band together, man, playing some Prince songs. Everybody come have a good time, man. It's at Sandaga 813. That's Sandaga 813 in Dallas, Texas, man. So we're gonna have that going on all day Saturday, man. So come on out. Uh a lick unk is uh, you know, win or go home Wednesday. So I just wanna go over these games with y'all. It's three series that's going on tonight. That's three one. And you don't think they stay alive or they going home? First off, mm. Wizards versus the 76ers. Philly leads 3-1. Win or go home. Win or go if home. Joe, if Joel Embiid is playing, they got they finna go home. Okay. Well, if Joel yeah. Embiid is out, because they won and Russell didn't have a great game, nor did uh, Bill. Yeah. But without Joel Embiid, Philly ain't going to be able to hold them boys off again. So they're right. not going home. But That's if Joel Embiid see. come back, they got to go home. Hawks versus the Knicks. It's a 3-1. ATL leading. Bye, Knicks. <laughs> don't, don't say it like that, dog. Just bye, Knicks. Dog, they, they ain't Julius Randle, man, not having a good series at all. This is his first time being a star, and the weight of the playoffs is on him. They doubling him. He, yeah. he ain't shooting percentages low. He ain't having the season he been having. In playoff basketball, they doubling him. He don't know what to do. Bye, Knicks. <laughs> Hawks ice trade too much for them. They got them, they got some boys down there in Atlanta now. They do, man. Grizzlies versus the Jazz and Utah leads three one. Yeah, you know they Donovan back and he getting better and better, so he ain't injured no more. Morant cold, man. I love I the like Grizzlies. Him, man. But, oh, I love that boy. Game, I like the Grizzlies, but they ain't ready yet. They too young. Them yeah. ain't mm. them finna walk their ass on out mm. to the bank. Got my money on Brooklyn all the way this year. I mean, they got three superstars over but there. But who are they playing? Brooklyn right. versus. They're in Boston right now. They just beat Boston last night. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it. out of the West. Yeah. Oh. Oof. I don't, hey, I don't ever go. I don't I'm going to tell you something. LeBron the West going to be strong, man. Mm-hmm. But you, AD and LeBron had to be healthy for them to come out of there. They struggling right now. And, and, mm. and if AD don't come back. Yeah, LeBron gonna have to get thirty nine for them to beat Phoenix if 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 AD ain't there. But well, like, hey man, but let me tell you something. Brooklyn ain't no guarantee out there. East. Some damn Bucks them Bucks the Bucks, playing some the Bucks is ball right now. <laughs> the Bucks is, they sent they sent them home. All right, Junior. Well, thank good. you. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, we can do this. Day is today, and we'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is celebrating We Can Do This Day. It's today, okay? We want to get back to seeing family, right? Haven't we missed our family? We've missed our friends, our loved ones. Some of them. (laughs) Not all of them. Not all of them. I've missed them. I've missed my family. We want to do live shows. Tommy, you talk about that all the time, going on tour. You know, all the things that we love doing, just being around people, having people over, that sort of thing. Well, getting the COVID-19 vaccine is the first step to getting all of us there faster, okay? We can do this. Day is today. Find a COVID-19 vaccine near you at vaccines.gov. All right? Guys, what do you look forward to doing the most? Let me ask you that. Uh, now that you, now that we all have our COVID-19 shots, our vaccines. Ah, oh, 
Man, so it's, much. It's, family. It's, I would say family. Family. Yeah. I mean, I uh-huh. just came back from seeing my in-laws, and I yeah. haven't seen them since oh. November Thanksgiving 2019. Yeah. So when we're all vaccinated, so yeah. family. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a side note, Carla, next stop, Vegas. <laughs> Yeah. Since, we traveling. Since, Since we traveling. Since we traveling. Yes. Come on, Steve. Let's What's go Steve? to Vegas. Get it in. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to most to, Shirley? You what? Know, what, you Because I live alone. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing anybody. Just anybody. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Just call anybody. Just have tired of looking at the tree. Yeah, having company again. It'd be good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> thought you was. Oh, you tired of your chefs? what are you looking forward to steve i'm just looking forward to live audiences on the shows Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i need crowds i'm tired of talking to these eight people with these masks on Uh Mm -hmm. Uh Mm uh-huh contestants Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah now will you go back to shaking hands at some point steve no they got me i'm eight feet away from everybody i ain't touched a contestant in two years I, you know what? I do miss hugging, though. I do miss hugging. I don't. But I won't be doing that. But I <laughs> miss said it. I don't. Yeah. I don't miss hugging. Hell, stay off me. Hell. Uh, yeah, Ooh, I, I'm not doing hugging. it, but oh, I miss it. No. All right, listen, Steve. Earlier, uh, you spoke to the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek H. Murthy, about the importance of getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Take a listen. Today is We Can Do This Day. Now, special guest this morning is Dr. Vivek Murthy, the 21st uh, Surgeon General of the United States, and we're talking about the vaccination. What are the major things that we can do to help end this pandemic? We have a way to turn this pandemic around, and that's the vaccine. So the key thing that we've got to do is, number one, get vaccinated ourselves. Number two, Turn around and look at the people in your life, your family, your friends, the people you care about, and ask them if they've got a plan to get vaccinated. So have a conversation with them. If they want information, help them get information. If they want help finding a place to get vaccinated, now it's really easy. You can go to vaccines.gov, just put in your zip code, and then you can find places near you where you can get vaccinated. To the person that's wanting to say something to their family members or friends to convince them of this vaccination, what would you consider the top selling points they might mention? The first thing I do is go in there and listen first before we judge. The second thing I would do is to remind people that, again, over 150 million people have got this and we're seeing that it's really effective in dropping deaths. The last thing I I tell them is that, remember, 90% of doctors have either gotten vaccinated or are planning to. These are the people that we go and see uh, about our health, the people we trust. Uh, They trust and believe in this vaccine. They're getting it themselves. And that's why one more reason why we can trust in it. And finally, just remember this, that what we all want is we want to turn this pandemic around. We want to protect ourselves, the people we love. We want to get back to doing the things we love doing as well, getting together with friends, getting back to school and work, being able to go out to, to a ball game. The fastest way for us to do that is to get vaccinated. And the government can help. But turning this pandemic around, helping our communities heal, it's going to take all of us standing up looking out for one another, supporting one another. That's how we not only get through this pandemic, but how we come out on the other side stronger than even before this pandemic began. Find a COVID-19 vaccine near you at vaccines.gov. We'll have more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending fitness news, get a load of this, guys. Will Smith is giving us an update 
On his Big Willie Challenge progress, he posted an update video on Instagram, including clips of himself at the gym. He's making some progress on his dad bod. Uh, Will gets sweaty in the gym as he does uh, leg presses, back squats, bicep curls, dumbbell, overhead presses, and yoga. You know, keep he it limber, Will. Keep it limber. He's going to be real. Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's dedicated. Go uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. He's going to have that bad boy's body again. Go, go that Jada was so crazy about. <laughs> I like it when black people. women do that. When black women do, mm, 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 mm mean a means. lot from a black woman. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mike, what's his name? What was his name? Mike, Mike Lowry? What's Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> there you go. Bad, oh, bad boys. boys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so go, Will. We're happy. Everything you know, she getting it. I, I do that right now. I don't like none of it. I don't know. The exercises? Yeah, everything. <laughs> uh-huh. you, leg presses, back squats, bicep curl. No, I don't like none of it. But you like well, the that's results. Really not a, that's not an a exercise people really like to. You just got you know to do it. But there are some people that like to work out. There are yeah. some people yeah. that oh, do Oh, they're very rare. Yeah. I like the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> just sit and sweat. I like sitting there and just sweating. <laughs> like and come out of there and want to weigh myself. Yeah. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it nice. is time. Yeah, for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. All right, so here we go. This one is from Tanjula in Mississippi. Tanjula writes, I'm a 32-year-old professional woman by day, and at night, I'm an escort. I keep Mm. a low profile in my city and go to the neighboring city for my escort business. I've been dating a guy for almost three months, and he thinks I'm a schoolteacher and model because I met him at a casting call for models for a music video. I need my side gig to pay off my student loans. But I know this guy won't like it. Should I be honest with him or keep the lie going? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. So she says she does what in the daytime? She's a professional woman, she says. She didn't say specifically, but at okay, night. So she's an escort. Yeah, at mm-hmm. night. So uh-huh. what, what, is, what is the lie she's trying to keep going? That she's an escort. That she's an escort. She wait has a minute. To, she's an escort to pay off her student loans. Well, wait a minute. How, how, how did he meet her? Um, it says she she met him. Um, she's been dating him. She he at thinks she's a school teacher. She thinks he's a school teacher and a model because she met him at a casting call for models. Oh, so oh, for a music okay. Video. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he didn't call the escort service and meet her. No, no sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he met her at the thing, so he think. Yeah, well, he doesn't know. Uh, the junk, the jello. <laughs> Man, you say the Oh, oh, oh. oh, wait. Do do her name sound familiar to you? <laughs> you know, ain't like her damn name was Denise and I missed it. <laughs> give her some advice. Don't get mad. Well, first of all, change your damn name. Yeah. Yeah, everybody gonna know who you are. Your name at the escort service or down at the school board. You, you, Tagula is very rare. So... I, look, look, hey, look, it's young sister, you can't be so desperate to pay off your student loans that you'll do anything. 
your reputation and your life forward after this is far more important than the present. And always understand that what you do in the dark today going to come out in the light tomorrow. And it may ruin an opportunity with a career move or a man. So if I were you, I would double think this escort service business. It's paying off student loans ain't that important. They got all types of things available because of COVID now with student loans. You need to go online and research some of this stuff. They got programs to help you pay off student loans. You ain't got to sell yourself to pay off no damn loan. Think about your life moving forward. You're 32. You're an attractive girl. So you think you should? she should be honest with him? No. Hell no. <laughs> okay. Keep the lie no. going. Keep no. the lie going. Your job is doing the day you're a professional woman. That's your damn job. Do not tell this man you an escort. Okay. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And, of course, at 49 minutes after, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. <laughs> the last break of the day. It's been a good day. Mm-hmm. Short Off week. Day, baby. Ooh, short week, baby. Yeah. And you know what? I changed my mind. I do have a close one. Okay. Well, oh, very positive and uplifting one. All right. nice. I was thinking today during my meditation how fortunate I felt. I was just thanking God for having survived 2020. I was thanking God of all of the blessings that came my way during the COVID. And I know some people suffered some hard times during the COVID. I know that loss of loved ones is premium. I know the loss of jobs and, and, and businesses closed. And I know it's been challenging for a lot of people. But there's a blessing in everything. And I want people to, to, to look at the fact that if you had what you're saying was a rough 2020, and as some young person told me, it was the roughest year of his life. And when he asked me, he said, Mr. Harvey, this got to be the roughest year of your life, too. I said, son, it ain't even in the top 10 roughest years of my life. Hmm. I, I got something to go back over. But I was also thinking of the fact that didn't something good happen to you in 2020? Don't you see the blessing of 2020? Don't you realize that you survived it? I realize it's been challenging. I realize that some tough things happened. I realize there's some setbacks. I realize there's some people that's not here. Oh, I get it, man. And I'm not saying that's easy to deal with because it ain't. But I'm talking about you, though. Ain't you got a moment that you can pause and say thank you for just keeping me? How about thanking God for just getting you through it? Even with the loss of loved ones, even with the loss of jobs and opportunities, even with the loss of income. I lost income last year, but man, I found the bright side of it. I discovered something, man, that being off is okay. That sometimes, man, you need to stop and smell the roses more often, Steve Harvey. I learned a lot from COVID. I paid attention to the blessings. And I've often said this a million times, behind every moment of adversity, there is a lesson and there is a blessing. You just got to hang in there to get them. And I got them in 2020. And 2021 is a new opportunity. The fact that you are still here is a sign from God that he ain't through with you yet, that he still has something for you. So get optimistic, get hopeful, get prayerful. Get watchful and start looking for what God saved you for. 
Why did you survive COVID? Why are you still here? Why did you make it past 2020? You got to get watchful, y'all. God is doing some things. He's doing some things that you ain't even aware of. I'm telling you, man, God is stealing to make your dream come true business. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the devil make you think it's hopeless, that it's over, that God done forgot about you. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He ain't. Most people that get the feeling that God ain't close to them is because you ain't trying to get close to him yourself. God is always available. You think about it. You just think about it for a minute. If you're sitting here listening to me and you think God don't care about you, could it be because you don't care about him? Just think about it for a minute. When have you ever gone to him and he turned his back on you? Give me the time. Give me the time. You can't think of one. You know why? Because you're still here. In spite of the fact that you don't thank him on a regular basis, in spite of the fact that you won't talk to him on a regular basis, through his grace and mercy, he kept you anyway, and he still loves you. He still loves you in spite of how you are as a person, in spite of all the dirt we've done, and I'm talking to myself right now, in spite of all all the mistakes I've made, man, God just keep on, man. He just keep on doing stuff for me, man. I, I just, I just, I just want people to understand that. You know, look, man. I read something the other day that said I made some mistakes. I can't change, but I change so I won't make the same mistakes. Now, who do that apply to? I'm gonna say it again for you. I made some mistakes. I can't change. But I changed so I won't make the same mistakes. And you know how I changed? I went to God and I asked for forgiveness. And he gave it to me. Over and over and over and over again. God is in the caring business, y'all. God is in the be right there when you ain't even... Hey, look, let me tell you something. You know why, you know why we made it through 2020? Because God put his arms around us. The virus didn't get to you. The virus didn't take you out. God has a purpose for you. That's why you're still here, because he ain't through with you yet. God is in to make your dream come true business, y'all. Start dreaming again. Stop writing your visions down. Get your paper out. Tell God what you want. Take all your requests to him. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. God is in the do-it business, man. But God gives it to those who ask for it. Ask and you shall receive. That's a fact. But if you don't ask him for it, that's probably a good reason you ain't got it. If you've been trying to figure it out yourself and you've been trying to work through this thing by yourself, could it be? that you ain't got the answers you need. I'm just asking you, could it be? Look, man, come on now. God is available. Quit listening to these people on IG, talking about God ain't this and God ain't that. Luminati, I don't even know what they be talking about. I don't even try to find out the definition to that foolishness because God just showed me too many times who he is, what he do. He done kept every last one of his promises. I'm waiting on the rest of them. How about you? Turn to God. I bet I bet you see him. He right there. Y'all have a great day, okay? Thank you.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 